everybody. Welcome to another edition of Ike Badgers Podcast. I am Coach Riley. I'm a weekly podcaster here for Ike Badgers. You can follow me on Twitter at Badgers Riley. Be sure to also follow Ike Badgers Podcast at Ike underscore Badgers. I am here to preview this upcoming game against Purdue this weekend and give a quick recap of the Army game that happened last weekend. Just looking at that Army game last weekend. Again, a Wisconsin victory 20-14. to Wisconsin moves to 3-3 three and three on the season, back to 500. Wisconsin won the overall total yardage game, 309 yards to 277 yards. Wisconsin had 196 yards rushing. Army had 190. But again, that's a, that's a run-heavy uh, offense for Army. So that really is a win for Wisconsin. Passing game, Wisconsin won 113 to 87. Nothing, nothing pretty about either sides of the passing game there. First downs, Wisconsin had 19. Army had 13. Both teams had one sack, and both teams were very few penalties. Wisconsin had four penalties. Army had three penalties. A pretty clean game, considering everything. Uh, just just diving into the stats here, Graham Mertz, 8 for 15, only 113 yards, and he fumbled. He I, I don't know what it is about him. We uh, just haven't seen him being able to have a, a turnover-free game. It, it is frustrating. It, it continues to be frustrating. Ches Malusi, 16 carries for 60, 66 yards. That's a 4.1 yards per carry average. No touchdowns. Braylon Allen was a big bright spot. A true freshman, 17-year-old, 16 carries, 106 yards, 6.6 yards per carry average, and a touchdown on that 33-yard run where he went up the middle, bounced it to the outside, and, and really, I, I hate to give him this comparison, but it, it, it really drew comparisons in my mind to a young Jonathan Taylor. Uh, he looks good, guys. It, it, it's exciting. He looks really good. Braylon Allen. And the most exciting part about Braylon Allen looking good is the, the fact that Jalen Berger is no longer on this team. I don't think that hurts as much with Braylon Allen showing what he can do. Again, he's only 17 years old, so the sky is the limit for this kid. Looking at the passing yardage, this is where it gets pretty ugly again. Jake Ferguson had four carries, or four receptions, excuse me, 58 yards, no touchdowns, I think. Looking back, I think three of his catches were on one possession. So uh, I've said this since I'm blue in the face from saying it, really. Need to get the ball into Ferguson's hands more. Danny Davis, another guy, only two catches for 48 yards. He hadn't had a catch in two weeks prior than this game. Jimmy DK, one catch for negative three yards. Kendrick Pryor, one catch for 10 yards. That is it. That is it for receptions. Wisconsin didn't necessarily need any more from these guys, but it would be nice, again, me pleading for, I don't know, fourth or fifth week on this, finding creative ways to get the ball into Ferguson, Davis, and Pryor's hands would be ideal for this offense moving forward. And it, again, didn't happen. So four catches for Ferguson, two catches for Danny Davis, and one catch for Kendrick Pryor. The punting game was a little unusual. We saw Connor Schlitting for one of the punts. Um, Andy Vuj, Andy Vuj, I will call him, 
because that is a, a difficult last name to pronounce. The, the Jack punter. He, uh, he had an t- up-and-down day punting-wise, and again, special teams unit is a, a unit that continues to be a bit worrisome for Wisconsin. And they haven't made the turnover or the huge mental error that they had in weeks prior, but it's just not a it's not a plus unit for this team. In fact, it's been a minus unit for this team all season, and it it's frustrating to watch. There there hasn't been a ton of improvement, but I will say the kicking game is pretty decent. Has been pretty decent. Connor Larsh has been decent. He hasn't missed an extra point yet. I'll knock on some wood here. I believe he's only missed one field goal all year, in fact. So, you know, the good with the bad there. Some of the box scores that I wanted to highlight is the defensive end for Wisconsin. Leo Chennault just had a, a monster game. 15 tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss, and a forced fumble. If you watch the film over again, he is everywhere. And Jim Leonard really was creative in stopping Army's triple option. He lined up Leo Chennault in a lot of different looks and formations and really, quite frankly, confused Army's offense. Um, it's it's a defense that you don't usually see. Uh, Leo Chennault was lined up in the A-gap, the B-gap, really had creative freedom and was really disruptive wherever he lined up. Jack Sanborn, another big game, 10 tackles. And Scott Nelson from the safety position had 10 tackles. So a a big day for Wisconsin. Uh, Linebackers and safeties, tackle-wise, it it was really sound defensively. Three pros to this Army game. Uh, The defense held Army under 200 yards rushing. And I know that doesn't sound impressive, but when you look at Army's offense, it is the triple option. They had six pass attempts all game. So, Wisconsin giving up only 190 rushing yards is really a, a, a victory for this team. You stop, you stop the run game against Army, you stop the offense, usually altogether. And that was kind of uh, indicative of, of the game. So that's a, that's a huge pro right there for that game, a big positive. Second pro to the game against Army is, uh, I've touched on it before, Braylon Allen. 16 carries, 106 yards, and a, and a long 33-yard touchdown run. He looks impressive, and you have to keep in mind watching him. He is a 17-year-old true freshman, first year in the offense. It's the first year he's been a full-time offensive player. I mean, this guy was recruited as a, as a safety. Then he was moved to linebacker, and now we heard in training camp that he was moving to running back, where he played some in high school, of course, but... It wasn't his position that he was originally recruited to be. And really, it, it, we can almost kind of say the legend of Braylon Allen is growing. The, the dude is a monster in the gym. He's got a huge work ethic. And he is really being able to show all that stuff on the field right now. And it's it's super exciting. I could talk about Braylon Allen for 15 minutes. I, at least. I... He's got a chance, ladies and gentlemen, and I don't want to compare him to Jonathan Taylor because there's only one Jonathan Taylor, but he's got a similar skill set in a larger frame. The one thing I I think Braylon Allen can improve from is just the overall fluence, uh, you know, the fluency of of the running back position. 
and the second part is maybe increase the speed. But again, he hasn't ever had an offseason where he had the only focus on being a running back. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how he impresses from here. But a big day from Braylon Allen, the third pro to this Army game. Leo Chanel touched on him before, but this really was the Leonel, Le, Leonel, <laughs> the Leo Chanel game. It really was. 15 tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss, one forced fumble. And for defensive players, as we all know, box scores aren't always indicative of how disruptive that player was. This guy almost had three or four different times. He almost tackled the quarterback before he could even hand the ball off. The guy was just a menace. Now we'll go to some three negatives of this Army game, some three cons here. Number one, another Mertz turnover. He fumbled the ball early. It's it's not that it was a huge factor in this game, but I just want to challenge him to, to not turn the ball over for one time. That, that's it. Just, just have a turnover-free game. That's all I want to see. At this point, I don't know if we can see it. It's it's. I'm I'm worried about the turnover bug. The turnover bug, um, just being something that happens every single game. So another merch turnover. Number two, uh, limited opportunities for playmakers. I touched on this already, but you're talking about Ferguson having four receptions, which is okay. But Danny Davis two catches for 48 yards. And he had a really nice catch for a long pass from Mertz. The, the guy has the talent. He has the ability. He gets open. Let's, we need to get him the ball more than two times in a game. And, and before today, again, he didn't even have a catch in the last two weeks. It's just pretty unacceptable, in my opinion. Kendrick Pryor's the third playmaker that I, I we need to see the ball get to. One catch for 10 yards. Just, I'll, I'll talk about this a little bit more in a minute here when I talk about the Purdue game and kind of the keys to that game. But getting the ball into these three, Ferguson, Davis, and Pryor, is is huge for this offense. And we got to get creative. Paul Chris needs to get more creative in finding opportunities for them. You know, short passes to Jake Ferguson, they work because he is an All-American talent at tight end. Danny Davis is open a lot. Kendrick, Kendrick Pryor is electric with the ball in his hands. So just limited opportunities for them in that Army game is, is, is a con that I had there. And then the third one, Wisconsin did not finish this game well. They, they didn't. And, and everybody's been talking about why Paul Chris didn't go for two, uh, yada, 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 when they were up by 13 it was. Army came back, scored a touchdown. Army scored 14 points in the fourth quarter. And when Wisconsin had this had this game put away, all they really needed to do was step on their throats and, and, and really just end it. And Army was able to drive down the field with, you know, just a couple minutes left pretty easily. And they got an opportunity where it was a six-point game, an onside kick. If the ball bounces a different way, we might have a different result in this game. You, you never know. So it, it was a little disappointing to see how Wisconsin ended that game. Uh, one topic I wanted to touch on quick, and it, it made headlines this week. It made headlines, I believe it was Monday. Uh, wide receiver Devin Chandler is entering the transfer portal. Uh, he's a former three-star recruit from North Carolina. Played a lot of special teams. He was a bit buried on the depth chart, but he had some talent and he had a lot of speed. 
So overall, the depth chart remains intact for Wisconsin at wide receiver anyways. But I just think it's 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 really a, a tough, tough blow again for this Wisconsin team in terms of, you know, PR and recruiting. Uh, you look at the players they've lost since the season started even. Uh, this is running back Loyal Crawford, running back Jalen Berger, running back Antoine Roberts, and now wide receiver Devin Chandler. These are that's four guys in in one season, and Wisconsin's only six weeks into a season, and they've lost four guys to transfer portal dismissed. It's a it's a tough look, I believe, and I, I hope it isn't some kind of ripple effect. But one thing I really wanted to highlight here is the quote that Devin Chandler had um, to Two Four Seven Sports. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to read this quote here. He said, quote, We have plenty of receivers in our room who just straight up make plays and very rarely throughout the game will be given the opportunity for that. That's a tough quote to read. You're, you're talking about a wide receiver in your room advocating for the guys that are talented, the upperclassmen wide receiver, or even himself. And it, he's not really wrong. That's the problem I have with this. I have talked about this at length. You know, all the wide receivers, even the tight ends in this group, they just aren't getting opportunities. This is the second straight game where Graham Mertz has had single-digit single reception numbers. So it uh, – or completion numbers, I should say. So it's a tough look. I, we just kind of have to sit back and hope that this isn't something that continues the spiral and snowball effect. Uh, moving on to the Purdue game again, the injury report that was given uh, to the media on the 18th. Uh, it's, it's a bit similar to last week's. We got Logan Bruss still questionable. Um, it'd be interesting to see if he plays because uh, Purdue has a, a very good defensive end, George Karloftis. So Logan Bruss being back could be a big benefit. Clay Cundiff, tight end, also questionable. Inside linebacker Mike Mascalunas, questionable. And outside linebacker Spencer Little, kind of a depth guy, also questionable. Uh, a, a big tough blow happened um, just moments before the Army game <clears throat> to the, the depth of the running back room. Isaac Rurendo was, was uh, announced out for the season after suffering some kind of leg injury during warm-ups against Army. And that's it's not a guy that necessarily starts or gets a ton of carries, but it is a guy that provides depth. And he was he, he offered a lot of speed at running back, um, so a tough blow for him, really. And uh, it'll be interesting to see as more details come back from that leg injury. Uh, I don't want to suspect anything, but when somebody goes down and then is is pretty quickly ruled out rest of the season, I would guess some kind of ligament issue. Um, maybe a, a broken foot issue, something like that. Uh, but again, tough blow for the, the depth of the running back room. So the, the, this game this weekend, Saturday, October 23rd, Wisconsin will be taking on the 25th-ranked Purdue Boilermakers. Game is at 2 p.m. Central Time at Ross-Aid Stadium in West Lafayette, Indiana, home of Purdue. It'll be on the Big Ten Network. Wisconsin is opening this game as three-point favorites. That's a little tough to to kind of fathom. You look at Purdue, um, they are coming off an absolute dominant road win against the number two ranked Iowa, who was previously undefeated. Uh, it's a game that Iowa won, or sorry, Purdue won 24-7, and it, it wasn't close really outside of the first quarter. 
Purdue really dominated and really showed that they have a really good offense. Um, but per, besides that game, Purdue was four and two. They have wins against Oregon State, UConn, Illinois, and then the last one, Iowa, of course, losses on the road to number 12 ranked Notre Dame and at home against Minnesota. So kind of a mixed bag with results for Purdue. Oregon State, not particularly a great team. It was a pretty decent win for them, though. UConn is a, a very poor program. Easy win for Purdue. The game against Notre Dame, they lost by 14. Purdue beat Illinois by only four points. And then they lost to Minnesota by seven at home. Something that's big in these games are the passing numbers for Purdue. They are a prolific passing team. Just these last two weeks, Aiden O'Connell, the starting quarterback for, for Purdue, 371 passing yards against Minnesota, against a pretty decent defense, and then 375 passing yards against Iowa, who I would call a good defense. So obviously a big component to this game will be Purdue's passing attempt or passing offense. Wisconsin leads the all-time series against Purdue 50 to 29 and 8. Wisconsin's actually on a 14-game winning streak. This is the first time in 14 years Purdue has been ranked. They are ranked number 25 right now. It's really a stat that I had to kind of look up to believe myself. 14 years. That's that's 2007 the last time Purdue was ranked. That is, uh, I, I believe Kyle Orton was the, the quarterback back then. So that is hard to believe, but it's true. For, first time in 14 years Purdue is ranked. Now, obviously being ranked, a big thing that they will try to do is, is stay ranked. So this is a big game for them. Um, back at home, again, Purdue has a very high-powered passing game. Quarterback Aiden O'Connell. And really, their best player is wide receiver David Bell. And the guy is going off this season. And I'll talk about him a little bit more in a second here. But that's a huge part of this game. David Bell, wide receiver. Their other uh, dominant player that I would say is their defensive end, George Karloftis. You look at the game that they had against Iowa last week. The guy was disruptive. Really kind of Chase Young type looking film. It, it's not a guy that screams to you in the box scores or looking at uh, you know the game on paper but if you watch that on film he is he's everywhere he is disruptive he pretty easily can push the tight end around so that's not an option to put a tight end on him and he really can dominate some good tackles I was got a good offensive line and he really dominated that game it was a huge part Iowa could not I mean, I will put up seven points. That's it against Purdue. So, folks, this is really not your typical Purdue team. This is a, a good Purdue team. First time in 14 years they're ranked. And the defense is pretty good. You look at the scores this season, Purdue's allowed 21 points, zero points. They allowed 27 points to a pretty good Notre Dame team. They allowed nine points, 20 points, and seven points. Those are pretty decent box scores there. Uh, some stat leaders for Purdue. Again, we talked about quarterbacking. Aiden O'Connell is, is clearly the starting quarterback now. They started the season with Jack Plummer there. Plummer wasn't terrible, but Aiden O'Connell gives them really 
he's had a great year. Uh, he's 96 for 140, 1118 yards, uh, six touchdowns, five interceptions. That'll be a key in this game. Wisconsin creating a turnover. Aiden O'Connell can throw an interception. There's no doubt about that. But he's had a good year, uh, particularly because David Bell, their leading receiver, has had a tremendous year. In six games, he has 679 yards uh, receiving. The guy is electric. He can spread the ball, or he can push the ball down the field pretty easily. Four touchdowns on the year in six games. He's he's really a key for this offense. Uh, rushing leaders, King Daru. Uh, the the rushing game is is okay. Um, the, the leading rusher averages 4.1 yards per carry. It's it's nothing to write home about. It is, um, you, you know, it's just kind of there. And I think the rushing game could struggle more if you can take away the pass. Uh, the, the key stats to watch in this game, Purdue was allowing just 116 yards uh, rushing yard, or excuse me, let me start that over. Purdue was allowing just 116 rushing yards per game on defense. 116, that's that's very good. Wisconsin is allowing just 161.5 passing yards per game. So really, it's going to be a kind of a clash of the titans here. Purdue going against a pretty good rushing offense from Wisconsin now, allowing just 116 yards. Something's got to give there. And Wisconsin going against a very good passing team is allowing just 161 yards passing yards per game. So something's got to give there as well. So those are two big things to watch there. What's going to win, the, the, the defense or the offense? And that, that's kind of the same on both sides here. Wisconsin's going to want to come down and power and force their will through the rushing game. Uh, so that's an area Purdue is, is good defensively. And, and uh, Purdue is going to want to come out and pass and spread the field around. And that is something Wisconsin has been very good at this year. So something's got to give, just something to keep in mind and watch for. Uh, you know, if Wisconsin wants to win this game, I come up with four keys to victory. I've talked about it before. Usually people do three keys. I think that's a little too easy. So I got you four keys here. Number one, this is probably the most important contain wide receiver David Bell at all costs and that is a tall task and I I think the corners and the safeties are, are, are good for Wisconsin I don't know if they're good enough to contain David Bell David Bell is, is a is an NFL talent he's a six foot two wide receiver who has strength and explosiveness to spread the field you know he can he is explosive, and he can easily spread the field vertically. And that's easily, and he's done it against every opponent, really. He's looking at his games. He's, he's played in five games, and he's been, excuse me, he's played in six games, and he's been held under 120 yards once this season. That is incredible. Last game, David Bell against a good Iowa defense. Again, this was the number two team in the nation, Iowa. 11 catches. 240 yards and a touchdown just mind-blowing stats it's a huge key for Wisconsin to keep this guy in check and again Wisconsin is pretty talented at the cornerback position pretty talented at the safety position but I think Jim Leonard's going to have to get creative with kind of coverages and different defensive looks just get creative defensively to keep this guy in check 
you know, if, if this guy gets 100 yards and without a touchdown, something like that, you might call that a win. He's, he's that good and he's that much of a playmaker for this offense. And Purdue putting up 24 points against that good Iowa defense, I think they're going to try to implement some of that similar blueprint. And that being said, he had 11 catches last week. They're going to try to force feed him the ball because when he has the ball, good things happen for the offense. So number one key for Wisconsin is containing David Bell at all costs. Now number two is going to be another contain key here for you. Contain defensive end George Karloftis at all costs. And that is another tall task. And it's a and he is the defensive end for Purdue. He has been a disruptive playmaker all season, particularly last week against Iowa. You watch that film again, he straight up he looked like Chase Young when he was at Ohio State. Just disruptive almost every play. He is another NFL type talent. He's a big kid and he's only a junior. But the guy is cons- or consistently in the backfield. And this is where I get a little worried for Wisconsin, particularly the offensive line. Tackle play has not been a strength for Wisconsin. You know, Tyler Beach, Logan Bress is questionable. Tanner Bordellini did a, pre- a good job last week, but he didn't have to go against the George Karloftis. So it'll be interesting to kind of see what happens here. Um, Iowa tried to block him one-on-one with tight ends or even a tackle, and it just didn't work. And that's a good Iowa offensive line again. So I think Paul Christ, uh, offensive coordinator for Wisconsin, needs to incorporate some kind of tight end chips, running back chips, uh, some some bumps, and and really get the ball out of Mertz's hands quickly. And this is something I know Wisconsin fans have been calling for for a long time. Get the ball into the playmaker's hands. It's Ferguson, Pryor, Davis, even DK. You know, get the ball out. Don't let this guy pin his ear back or pin his ears back and get to the quarterback and Graham Mertz. It's it's just not gonna be a recipe that works. This guy is too talented. And for for crying out loud, please do not try to stick Joe Ferguson or Clay Cundiff or any tight end on him one on one. It is it, it's not gonna work. Teams have tried that this year, and he he can toss a tight end around like a rag doll. I, I'm not kidding. You got to watch film on this guy. He is he's really disruptive at defensive end. So, second key to this game is containing him, George Karloftis, at all costs, and it's going to take some creativity on the offensive front to do that. Uh, the third key for Wisconsin victory here is the defense just needs to continue to show up, and really it has all season, minus a couple quarters here and there. Um, a, a big part of this will be getting pressure on the quarterback and disrupt Aiden O'Connell's rhythm. O'Connell, I've, I've showed you, he's thrown five interceptions this year. He is prone to the to, to uh, the turnover. He's been sacked 15 times. That's, that's quite a bit. The offensive line is, if you had to put a weakness on the offense, it's probably the, the weakness of the offense. So get pressure on the quarterback. Wisconsin's done a great job at it. Really, particularly with Nick Herbig, uh, Keanu Benton, Matt Henninson, guys like that, just continue to disrupt his rhythm. Uh, you get a guy who can pass the ball in the spread offense that Purdue does. You can have him, you know, set his feet, not have to worry about the defense. He's just going to pick apart the defense. So you really got to get him out of the pocket, get him disruptive. 
get him disrupted, get him out of rhythm. Uh, a big part of this would be Wisconsin eliminating Purdue's run game, make Purdue's offense too one-dimensional. When an offense is too one-dimensional, we have seen it with Wisconsin all year. Wisconsin's the opposite, though. They, they struggle to pass the ball, so defenses load the box and dare them to throw. Dare Purdue to run. I know that sounds a little odd, but get that secondary sound. Completely dominate the run game so Purdue is behind in the sticks and they have to pass consistently. You can get more creative rushing the passer that way, and you can get more creative with guys in coverage that way. And the, the, another part of this defense continuing to show up is I, I really want to see the defense create added opportunities for Wisconsin's offense with a turnover or two. And it hasn't happened much. Wisconsin is, out of 130 FBS teams, Wisconsin is 130th in turnover margin. It's, it's just unbelievable. This defense has played great, and they just haven't really gotten the turnover yet. So... That would be really helpful to see some added opportunities for a struggling offense like Wisconsin's. Fourth key for Wisconsin is to win the time of possession. And this is obtainable considering Wisconsin's style of play and Purdue's style of play. But if you win the time of possession, you can keep Purdue's explosive offense off the field. That's, that's the key here. Have these long, methodical drives that result in touchdowns, you know, typical Wisconsin way execute in the red zone and dominate that time of possession so you keep the very talented David Bell off the field. A big part of that is not turning the ball over. We talked about Graham Mertz. I don't I don't want to see continued turnovers from him and we've seen I guess I would like to challenge him. Don't turn the ball over. Just one game, show us one game where you don't turn the ball over. And we can go from there. But if Wisconsin wants to dominate the time of possession, having a turnover-free game would be huge. And keep the momentum going with this ground attack. Wisconsin's had back-to-back performances now where they've had good rushing efforts. Braylon Allen, back-to-back games over 100 yards. Ches Malusi had over 100 yards last week. Had a pretty decent outing this week. Not over 100, though, but... The, the ground attack is is growing and it's and it's proving and it's I guess it it's something that just needs to uh, keep improving and, and it's it's only going to help Graham Mertz it's only going to help the offense if if the ground attack is there so keep that momentum going I think that would be a huge uh, key to this game is winning that time of possession now again that leads me to uh the end of this podcast here where I'll make my prediction and please be sure to follow me at Ike or you can follow me at Ike underscore Badgers or at Badgers Riley you can you know tell me I'm an idiot tell me I'm wrong or tell me you agree I love the interaction on Twitter but I think this game will turn into a defensive struggle very typical Wisconsin style of game and it is This is a hard prediction for me to have, but again, this might be because I'm a homer. I've got Wisconsin winning 17-13. I think Graham Mertz finally shows us a turnover-free game 
where he only passes 15, maybe 20 times this game, but he doesn't turn the ball over. I think Braylon Allen has his third consecutive game with over 100 yards rushing, and I think Wisconsin does dominate the time of possession. I do think David Bell has over 100 yards receiving, and I do think he has a touchdown. But, again, I have Wisconsin winning 17-13. to Please tell me if I'm wrong, if I'm right. I love the interaction again. But I am excited for this game. If Wisconsin can win this game, they are back to 4-3, and three, and the outlook of the season looks vastly different than it would if they fall to 3-4. and four. So this is really a big game for Wisconsin. This is a big game for Purdue as well. Again, this is the first time in 14 years they are ranked. They're going to want to stay ranked. Wisconsin's got a 14-game winning streak on the line against Purdue. Big game here. But I want to thank you guys for listening to this edition of Ike Badger's podcast. Please do like and subscribe wherever you're listening, iTunes, Spotify, Twitter. So be it. Thanks again for listening. Go Badgers. Go Badgers.